Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore. I'm listening to 49er Rush. Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys on this Saturday. We got game day tomorrow. Just got finished watching my Longhorns win, even though it was a close one. I'll take it. Uh, shout out to the Countdown crew showing up strong. I see you in there, Frank. Uh, doesn't usually join us live, but I love it, man. Appreciate everybody showing up. Hashtag CC. This is our meat and potato show. Uh, so we do four shows live every week, and this is the one we jump in. Now, it's it's Seahawks week. <laughs> we, we, we know this team maybe a little too well. Um, good news, there's a little bit of change. Now, the continuity has been disrupted. We'll see how that goes for the better or for the worse. You know, the Seahawks went and got a new offensive coordinator, but it's somebody that we know all too well, right? Uh, you know, comes over from the Rams, and we're going to break into that. So we're going to jump into opponent records, injuries, all the things that are up to date with that, go over their offense, their scheme tendencies, players to watch out for, all that stuff, defense, same things. Plus, we have our bets and predictions of the week, which is going to be a lot of fun, and hopefully you guys get a bet with us to make some money. So let's jump right in, and as always, if you guys have some questions, please tag me in the chat, no matter where you're watching from, whether it's uh, Twitter, Periscope, which I think they just deleted, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, we're everywhere. We got you. We want to make sure we get your questions answered, no matter what. Uh, what's up, Enrique? He says, man, you're the best. Watching from El Salvador, I freaking love it, man. The international faithful faithful from afar or abroad um so supportive of this team and one of the many things about this community that i just absolutely love you know just how global this is which is a testament to the team but also the fan base the fest the, the fan base it's as good as it gets. Yeah, we get a little toxic on social media because we're so passionate. I'm okay with that. Uh, but the fact that, you know, we support our team no matter what, faithful then, faithful now. Um, but it's nice having a relevant team, <laughs> at least in the, you know, immediate past. It's been pretty nice. Last year was a hiccup, but that's okay. So let's look at the Seahawks. They're one and two. A losing record. It's been a while. It's been a really long while. Um, you know, they beat the Colts week one. Uh, by 12 points, and then they just kind of went straight into the gutter. And they've really put up six bad quarters in a row. Now, they lost to the Titans in overtime. They should have won that game handedly. They let them come back. The Vikings, man, Kirk Cousins looked like an MVP against this defense. You know, I, I've been on record saying this, and I got a little bit of flack, that I think this is the worst Seahawks team in the past decade. Um, they really have not infused much talent through the draft at all. Um, they got a couple like late third round guys that have shined, like Puna Ford. But that's really about it. They've traded away all their picks, and yeah, you got Jamal, you know Adams. That's cool. You landed DK Metcalf. That's great. But the depth is not there. It, it's not present. Now they still do have a lot of star power, as we just mentioned, and they got Russell Wilson. Which, whenever that guy's playing quarterback, the 49ers usually lose. Uh, he he has had a very very good <laughs> um, stretch against the 49ers. Now Kirk Cousins again back to last week's results. 
Um, they gave up 450 plus yards. And as we get into kind of the metrics through three weeks, we're starting to figure out who teams are, what their identity is, weaknesses, advantages, things like that. But the Vikings scored 23 unanswered points against the Seattle team. And I, I think, again, just being on the sidelines for games that just have those huge heavy swings and not being able to answer, it, it gets... A little overwhelming, um, to be honest with you. It, it really, really does. Now, significant injuries are going to play a very decisive role in this game on both sides. Um, for us, uh, in case you don't know, K1 Williams still out. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets put on IR um, today. She could be announced any time. I should probably have that open and uh, my notifications on. But, um, you know, we should be getting a lot of new injury updates soon. Now, the good news is we're playing at home which means we don't have to report near as soon as the Seahawks do because what a road teams do a lot of times, they're flying. So Seattle's flying in today, sometimes the day before, but they'll fly in today. So if somebody is out, they'll just leave them at home and just say, hey, don't even join the plane ride. So I can guarantee you, and we know Kyle Shanahan, he's a last-minute guy. He doesn't want to give away any information whatsoever to the opposing team. So we'll get a little bit more information on the Seahawks players before we get information on the 49ers players, more than likely. But Kwan Williams out for sure. Doubtful, and this is huge. Josh Norman. This one hurts. Um, now, he's getting tests done today. And he's ready to play. His attitude's ready to play. All those things. But they have to test and see if he has any fluid left in his lungs. If he has any fluid whatsoever in his lungs, he's out. Kyle Shanahan went on there and just basically said, you can't play with any of that in there. Obviously, Josh Norman would want to play. Um, but the, the interesting thing that came later, and obviously, this is probably the million-dollar question of the week. What do the 49ers do with their depth issues at injury-riddled positions, right? Um, you know, let's stick with cornerback, and then we'll change to the next uh, one. I see you, Drew. I see your question. I want to get to that. But here, here's the issue. Kyle was asked, and we're going to have a lot of clips for you from the beautiful Juan Salas, but we don't have uh, this clip. This one just came out not too long ago. Kyle was asked, who's going to be your top three corners? Of course, he didn't say that, but this is the way in which he listed them. So we just signed Buster Scrine. He can play inside and outside. We've got Demo, we've got Kirkpatrick, and we got number 27. He didn't even mention our third round pick, Ambry Thomas. Now, one of the beat writers brought up, like, what about Ambry Thomas? And he says, well, uh, he's behind all those guys. So, like, Ambry's not going to get that chance. Um, you know, it's basically just going to be a red shirt year for him. Um, and probably also for our second round pick that we traded back for. We didn't trade up. We traded back for, and that's Aaron Banks. Now, questionable tag, Elijah Mitchell. Okay, um, he's he's going to test his pain tolerance today. It's just 100%. With a shoulder, it's rough for a running back because when you're running, you're getting hit in the shoulder all the time. So that's a rough one. Now, Drew asked this. Um, oops, I don't want to scroll past it. With the Vikes uh, laid a lick on Seattle with their backup running back, who starts for us at running back? If Elijah Mitchell's shoulder checks out, he starts. He's running back 1A. There's no doubt about that. But Sermon is going to get a sizable workload even if, even if Mitchell goes. Sermon's a factor in this game, guys. That's just the reality of the situation. He will be out there. Now, it would be amazing to have Elijah Mitchell and Sermon instead of Sermon and... You, you, you got to work somebody else up into that rotation, whether it's Trent Cannon, um, whether it's Chris Thompson. We're going to find out pretty soon whenever we figure out who gets elevated to the practice squad from the practice squad or not. But yeah, you've got Carrion Johnson. Somebody else besides Trey Sermon and Kyle Juszczyk needs to get those reps. You know, you look at the snaps last week, Juszczyk got way more reps than anybody, and everybody loves Juice, but he's not a home run hitter. He's not a speed guy. Yeah, you can use him short yardage you can use them in the pass game you can use them pass pro but as far as like you know our outside zone game no Kyle Juszczyk ain't it no matter how much we love him and so that's an issue and also Drew I'll say this Alexander Madison the backup running back for the Vikings that dude's a top 25 back in this league right um now you could have said the same thing about us because, you know, whatever Mostert went down, if we had our backups this game, we'd be fine. It'd be Jeff Wilson, it'd be Elijah Mitchell, and then it would be Trey Sermon. But our one's down, 
Our number two, Jeff Wilson's down. Our number three, Elijah Mitchell might be down as well. And that's kind of the rough part, right? But injuries don't stop there for us. And that, that's just who we are. George Kittle, he's questionable with an ankle. Now, I do believe George Kittle's going to play. Uh, the quote was, if my body says I can go, I will be out there, end quote. And so the competitive toughness that is George Kittle, I, I think he's playing. Now, this is what the offensive coordinator McDaniels had to say about George Kittle and just his competitive greatness. And I, I love this audio clip right here. He has what we like to call competitive greatness, which I think John Wooden defined as being your best when your best is required or being your greatest when your greatest is required. Um, you guys aren't quoting me on that, right? Um, but, and, and, and he, he exhibits that all the time. He makes plays in games that we've never see, seen him make in practice because the moment, the adrenaline, um, it, it works in his favor. So when you're um, in need of safe throws, and but you need a lot of yards it's a great option for for us because we know that um it's going to take a very good tackler to bring him down and we're going to be able to get yards and we trust him with the ball um so he he gives a ton of juice and life to all of his teammates and coaches he he is the temperament the thermostat of the 49ers team not only offense but defense as well like that dude is the leader of this team there's no doubt about it um just the the outspokenness everything that he brings and that's huge i think kittle's playing now, I do want to say shout-out to Adam Garcia, who's a big-time supporter of the show, just an awesome human being. Um, he, he texted me. It was during last game during a quarterback sneak where Kittle was limping on the sideline. He noticed it. I missed it. I went back and watched it, and sure enough, he was right. Um, man, he, he was on the spot on that one, so good call there, Adam. But th this is a big deal. We need Kittle out there. I think he plays. I, I don't think that you keep him off the field. Even, you know, maybe he doesn't do his full – um, you know, workload and take every single snap of the game. But we need to have Kittle out there for something. Now, uh, Javon Kinlaw, he's playing. Still under the questionable tag with that knee, but he's playing. So he, he's going to be out there. Now, let's see here. Oh, I love it, Luke. He says, what's up, brother? Let's get a win as a team. And whatever outcome we get, let's get it as a team. Always faithful. That's right. Um, it, it's funny. It feels anytime you play Seattle, Right, who has been on top of this division really for the past decade? It feels like it's a must-win, and you you got to win this. You got to win this. But is this a make it or break it game? And like, oh, whatever, we're two and two. No, that, that's not what this is. And I know social media and most of the podcasts you guys listen to are going to tell you that it's a must-win. Not a must-win. Not a. This is our first divisional game, and we still have what fifteen games <laughs> left. After this, we'll have fourteen games left. Like, no. Absolutely not. It's not a must win. And again, if you look at the, you know, I, I don't want to jump too far ahead here, but like you've got to understand and put these things into perspective. We can play Seattle again. We still have four division matchups against the Rams and the Cardinals, two each after this game. So chill out. We good. We, we, we're going to be all right. Yeah, if you win this, that's a huge statement. But if you win this, you're not guaranteed to be in the playoffs. If you lose this, you're not guaranteed to be out of the playoffs. That's that's not the way that this goes. Now, they have some injuries as well. Seattle does. Rashard Penny, their backup running back, he's gone. Their starting right tackle, Brandon Shell, he's out. Backup Jamarco Jones will play at right tackle. Not good. Fifth-round pick from a couple years ago. Um, just not a very good offensive line. Um, they've, they've got a great left tackle, and that's about it. Um, on their offensive line even if you want to talk about you know their stud right guard like he just it's not in pass pro we'll, we'll get into those metrics later doubtful Dwayne Estridge their second round uh, rookie receiver he's not I don't think he's going to play questionable Tyler Lockett with a hip he is going to play trust me linebacker Benson Moyola he's more of a special teamers and D.E. Alton Robinson that's kind of their He's not a D Ford type of player, but he's their pass rush specialist and has had a lot of success so far this year. Um, so he's questionable as well. Very interesting to watch those things moving forward. Now, the history of this matchup, good Lord, Seattle has dominated the past decade. They've won 14 of the last 16 games. Now, 
once the 49ers started to get competitive, then it's a nail biter every single every single game. Um, last five matchups have been decided by an average of four points. An average, some of them one point overtime, two overtime matches, and giant swings in every single game. It comes down to the end. Now the overall series, and I thought this this still shocks me every time I see it. Seattle leads the 49ers all time, 28-17. Uh, that's a pretty damn big swing, and a lot of that has to be, you know, when <laughs> Gumchewer showed up, uh, he's had. Kyle Shanahan and every other coach's number. A lot of that has to do with the quarterback he's got. You, you got to be honest there. But yeah, I mean, Gumchewers had some success against the 49ers. Some point that's got to change, man. But why can't it be this year? Why can't it be this year? Now let's talk about their defense. Um, but before we do, I do want to say, man, this is a wonderful opportunity, guys. Support the podcast. Go get some awesome memorabilia. We got Christmas coming up. Guys, I am here to tell you today, if you need some sports memorabilia, boy, do we have the place for you. ShopRSA.com has some of the best 49ers memorabilia signed autographed helmets, cards, figures, jerseys, you name it. And best thing, if you use our promo code 49ers, 49ERS, you get $20 off your first purchase over $100. Look at what they hooked us up with right here. It's an autographed Joe Montana jersey. Stitched on. Look how clean this is. This is incredible. This is for sale right now over there for $179. Use a promo code and get it for $159. And again, here we're giving this away at the uh, 49ers Rush Road Trip at our next location. So I want to say thank you to them. Also put the link um, in the description of this video. So head down there. Again, shoprsa.com. Use the promo code 49ers, 49ERS, 20 bucks off and Get enough people sign up, they're going to give us some more stuff to give away. And that's kind of the goal there. So head over there. Got a birthday, Christmas coming up. Tell the family, look, this is what I want. Head over there. Here's the link. Appreciate the support. Now, their defense, which the Seattle defense is interesting, because when Carroll came in, you know, you had Sherman, you had the Legion or whatever, who cares, all that stuff, and it dominated. That's how they won. Well, it's completely shifted away. This it's not a good defense. It's probably the worst defense for over the last three years in the NFL. It's at least up there. Their DC is Ken Norton Jr., who we are all very familiar with. He played seven years for the 49ers, of course. Had his only all-pro year with us. Uh, not the Cowboys, for sure. Now, their strengths. This is what's funny. You know, I go through a criteria of about 14 to 15 different metrics every single game, no matter the opponent, and have done this for four years. And what that does is it kind of gives you, I don't know, I guess a measuring stick would be the appropriate way to say this of how explosive or, you know, what the tendencies or the strengths are of a defense. There's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> There's only one metric that the Seahawks defense is in the top, you know, half of the league in. And that they are first. This was this is crazy to me. They're first in the NFL on fourth down stops. They have stopped four fourth down attempts. Oh, four. They're over four. So they've stopped every single one of them. That's incredible. Uh, we'll see how that plays out tomorrow. Now, weaknesses, I, I could spend a long time here because it's it's pretty flabbergasting how bad they've been. And again, I think they're literally the worst defense in the NFL. Dead last out of 32 teams. They're 32nd in total yards allowed. They're allowing 440 yards a game. 32nd first downs allowed, most first downs. 32nd interceptions, they got zero. 31st in rushing attempts, you can run the ball against this team. 30 in rushing yards, 26 in passing yard allows, 26 in third down conversions. They're giving up 48% third down conversion rate. Just to put that in perspective, Jimmy Garoppolo led the entire NFL in 2019 in third down conversion rates with a 50% grade. So they're giving that up on a weekly basis. Uh, 22nd in yards per rush, 21st in points scored allowed, all those things. I mean, it's just bad, 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 all the way down the line. Their scheme, same as it ever was, and nothing's really, really changed. As the NFL is going to more of a shell coverage kind of technique, more of a cover four from a cover three, not seeing it too much. Um, and so like, you know, again, in the, in the plays I watched, really nothing there that is exciting or whatever. It's just not good. It's just not a good defense. And their entire game plan is, Russ, go bail us out. That's what it is. And as their talent and their roster continues to kind of just, you know, gradually decrease and depreciate, Russ is still doing his thing. Wide receivers are doing their thing. 
Running back's doing his thing. Not a good O-line. Terrible defense across the board. Um, I, I think there's two great players on that defense. And that's that's it, right? You got Bobby Wagner, who's Bobby Wagner. He's incredible. And you got Jamal Adams, which everybody was, you know, you traded all that stuff for Jamal Adams. Listen to this. I th this was a shock to me. Jamal Adams through three games has zero pressures. Zero <laughs> in three games. He's had 25 snaps in three games where he's blitzed off the edge. But, man, he, he was one, among the sack leaders, almost double-digit double sacks last year as a safety. They're using him a lot more as a linebacker. So those are kind of the two players that you got to watch out for on defense. Outside of that, there is nobody that you need to worry about. Puna Ford um, in the run game, you know, he's a two-down player only on the inside, but very, very effective. But I don't think you game plan for him. I don't, I don't think that's what you do. Now their blitz rate, it's pretty predictable, to be honest with you. Listen, listen to this. Week one, they blitz the Colts 11 times. Week two, the Titans 10 times. Week three, you guessed it, the trend, the Vikings nine times. So they're not a heavy blitz team. Now they'll show blitz. They'll do their kind of show whatever where Wagner and, you know, their other linebacker walk up, Jordan Brooks, who they spent a first-round pick on for some reason. I don't know why he's not good. And so they look like they're blitzing, then they fall back, very similar to what we do. But whenever you're doing these divisional games, you don't really surprise each other very much. You know what's coming. We know what's happening, especially with this defense. It, it, and that's why divisional games are so hard to kind of predict, and I don't bet them a lot of times. Or if I do bet them, um, I'll throw them in a teaser bet because they're so difficult, the outcomes of these games. It comes down to a last-second field goal, last-second whatever. So you kind of have to look at it. What's up, CG? I see CG. He's in here. Uh, always good to be with you, brother. Uh, if you haven't checked out CG Ruthless Sports, go do so over on YouTube. He puts together a fun show, man. Uh, he, he The attitude and energy he brings, it's, it's top-notch, baby. It uh, gets me pumped up. Um, also, necklace game strong. I'll say that, CG. All right. <laughs> Players that we can exploit. I just mentioned his name. Jordan Brooks. This team, the Seattle defense, they thought they could move on from K.J. Wright. Well, K.J. Wright goes and joins the Raiders, and he is balling out over there. Uh, their defense still needs some help, but K.J. Wright was so important to this defense, and they just assumed Jordan Brooks, this first-round pick out of Tech, you could just move in there. He's been bad. <laughs> um, yeah, just to put this you know, in metric standards to kind of give something to it, he's got a 49 grade, 49 on pro football focus. He's got four missed tackles so far in three games, which isn't awful, but it's not good. And he's allowed 13 catches on 16 targets. Also not good. You just watch backup tight ends just run simple out routes against him, and, like, he has no... He's not doing anything. That was K.J. Wright's, like, bread and butter. K.J. Wright wasn't a great run-down linebacker, but he was great in coverage. And so you replace that guy that's been there forever for Seattle with an unproven, you know, not a rookie. I think it's his third year, but it's just not there. Um, and so I really hope Kittle plays because, man, you're going to have the opportunity against this team for sure. Uh, Luke, want to say thank you for the gift, man. Can't wait till tomorrow is what he says. I want to see them fight through the pressure, the doubters, the haters, any weaknesses. I'll tell you what. You know, you lose to Green Bay, last second of the game. Take for what you will. I mean, they were the number one seed in the team last year. But Seattle was the number three seed, right, in the playoffs last year. You get to go show who you are. Now, if you don't put the exclamation point on it on this game, next game you got the Arizona Cardinals, who are currently 3-0 and on the top of the division. Now, they're playing the Rams this week. So you got back-to-back -back NFC matchups, NFC West matchups for everybody. You get to decide who you are. Like, we do power rankings and, all oh, this person, whatever. And, Luke, I'm with you 100%. Prove who you are. Show the NFL this is who we are. Um, and, again, if you can go into this, I mean, there's two stories here. You lay a dud back-to-back -back weeks against division opponents going into bye week. You got to reset. You got to do all those things. Or you split them, which I think is probably what's going to happen. Or you win both, right? So you only got three options. 2-0, oh, 1-1, 0-2 here. I think any option's fine except for 0-2. Oh, I ain't doing that crap. <laughs> I ain't doing that crap. Then the pressure and all the haters, that's going to just blow up. Um, and I, Luke, I love this prediction. He says, we start fast tomorrow. Book it. Oh, man, I don't think you're going to like my predictions. 
but that's okay. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Now, also another player I think is very exploitable is Trey Flowers, their corner, who we know very, very well. He's allowed 14 catches on 16 targets. And our wide receivers are coming off again. Brandon Ayuk showed out last week. And if Brandon Ayuk can score touchdowns against Jair Alexander, he's not going to have a problem with DJ Reed. He's not going to have a problem with Trey Flowers. That's just, there's such a gigantic drop. Now, I wish, you know, DJ Reed was still on our team. Still upset about that move last year, but that's okay. Uh, (laughs) That's okay. So that's kind of their defense in a nutshell. Now let's transition. Let's talk about their offense. And what that looks like. Here's our DC D'Amico jumping into this. Yeah, everybody is just everybody has to be. His first off, it starts mentally. He has to be have to be up for the challenge mentally. You know, you know we're going against great receivers, and that's that's every week in this league you're gonna face. You know, if you put you're facing a good team, I'm pretty sure they're gonna have some good studs on the outside at receiver. So that's the that's the position, that cornerback, that safety position. That's what that's what those guys thrive for, going up against the best. And they know the challenge, and they just have to uh, own up to the challenge and just compete every snap. Every snap we line up, we got to compete. It doesn't matter who we line up against. We're going to give them our best. You know, and, you know, as we continue going through this and we talk about our defense and what they did, the NFL just came out. And the NFL did not find Jimmy Ward for that hit. Um, so that's awesome. I, I love that. You know, we finished our breakdown and went through there. To get that head out of the way when you're running full speed on a bang-bang play, it's so difficult to do. Jimmy Ward has been great. Um, Jimmy Ward has been great. That's all I got to say about that. Now, the Seattle offense, okay, they bring over offensive coordinator Shane Waldron from the Rams. To kind of spice things up a little bit. Now, he's followed McVay. He's kind of McVay's one of the many. He's been with them since 2016 back in Washington. Came in after Shanahan was let go. But he also had two years under Bill Belichick before that. So, you know, if you're looking for a coaching resume, you see McVay, check. You see Belichick, check. Like, I mean, the guy's got it. But we'll have to see what it looks like. The first time he's really called plays and all those things. And so we'll just have to wait and see what that looks like. What's up, Brian Carter? I see you, brother. Uh, Glad you're here, man. Glad you're here. Now, strengths. It's the exact opposite. This is the other side of the coin. We talked about how bad their defense was in every metric. Well, their offense is as good um, in every metric. Probably the most important important or eye-popping thing I found. Get this. They are first in the NFL out of 32 teams in expected points per drive, but only in the first half. Now listen to this. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It... it you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match of up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They're dead last, 32nd in the NFL, and expected points per drive in the second half. What the hell? (laughs) They're the antithesis of the 49ers. We start slow, and then we fight our way and claw our way back, right? Not them. No, no. They start red hot, and then they slow down. 
And so if we go back to the strengths, listen to some of these metrics. Um, they only have one turnover in three games. That's best in the NFL. Fourth in yards per rush, 5.1 yards per rush attempt. We're, we're not giving that up. That That's, that's going to go down after this game. Fifth in passing touchdowns, seven. Ninth in rushing touchdowns, three. Ninth in passing yards, 11th in total yards, 13th in points scored. But they start red hot. Weaknesses, okay? 28th in rush attempts. 21st and first downs. They're explosive. They do not do methodical drives. They're going for the home run, which sucks with the way our secondary is uh, staffed right now. Not good. And 20th and third down conversions. They only have a 37% third down conversion rate. But again, they're not Tony Gwynn, man. They're going for home runs. <laughs> they are freaking, yeah, It's take that for whatever you want. Like They're, they're going to hit. Deep. Now, they do a lot of multiple things on offense, but one thing that I thought was interesting this year, bringing over Shane Waldron, they do a lot more two wide receiver only sets, so 12 personnel. They'll put two tight ends out there and just leave Lockett and DK Metcalf out there. Now, just because they're in 12 personnel does not mean they're running the ball. That's play action time, and they like to go deep off that. Very similar to what the 49ers do. Um, and also their old line is doing a lot more pulling traps in the run game than what we're used to seeing from Seattle. So, uh, but they don't have it down. They don't do it well yet. That might change. Um, but they're just not there currently tendencies. They throw deep a lot. And whenever I say a lot, I mean like a lot, a lot, like a whole lot. <laughs> it's just what they do. Um, they have 20, they have more 20 plus yard pass attempts, 15 than they do intermediate. So from 10 to 20 yards, they've only thrown it 11 times. But from 20-plus yards, they've thrown it 15. I, I would be willing to say there might be one or two teams in the NFL that bring that kind of ratio to their passing game. And it's a testament to, one, Russell Wilson, two, Tyler Lockett, three, DK Metcalf. Now, another thing that I found just going through their passing charts, they throw to the left side a lot, which is predominantly where DK Metcalf lines up. He does line up on the right as well, but this is DK's show. Tyler Lockett is incredible. Not, not say anything about that, but DK is DK. Now, Debo was asked um, about DK Metcalf because they went in the same round, all that stuff. The 49ers chose Debo over DK Metcalf, but I, I like what Debo kind of had to say here. He's just big, fast, and, and can move. To be that big and to move that fast is pretty impressive. Um, evolution is kind of similar to his in terms of expanding the route tree. No, sir. No. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's different? Uh, he's a bigger, faster guy, and uh, he just go out there and he just he just himself. I don't compare myself to him. Yeah, they're not the same player. Yeah, they play the same position, but if you just put them next to each other, they're not even the same. If you see the routes that they run, not even the same routes. So they're not. They play wide receiver, but it's completely different. Um, one of them, you know, gets all their work done on in-breaking routes and slants and, you know, zone sweeps and all these kind of whatever, jet sweeps. No, DK, he runs three routes, ladies and gentlemen. He runs a go route, he runs a comeback route, and he runs a sit route or a post. That's it. That's really all he does. Now, has he improved with his other routes? Yes. You will see some nuance to his routes, but he's just a height, weight, speed guy. That's what he is. Um, that's why he fell to the second round. Now, is he a top five wide receiver in the league? Probably. Like, I'm not trying to throw shade against him. I'm just saying he's different. Their coaches picked him, and they run what he's good at. There's a reason why there's not a lot of intermediate routes thrown by Russell Wilson, and that is DK Metcalf. <laughs> um, so people that compare Debo and DK, like, no. And he just said, like, again, you know, he gets the question asked from beat reporter. No, they're not the same. Now, players to watch out for, very simple. There's three, really just two. Russell Wilson is two elite wide receivers. And, you know, here's here's Bosa talking about what the plan is. It used to be the 49ers kind of Achilles heel whenever we talked about mobile quarterbacks because we couldn't stop it. But we kind of bucked that trend last year with Robert Sala. And now that they get a practice against Trey Lance, uh, we'll see. We'll see what this looks like because we're going to get a lot of games, back-to-back -back games here. With mobile quarterbacks, but here's Nick Bosa on just playing against Russell Wilson. Just knowing where he likes to escape each each way, um, and knowing that he's going to hold on to it, and uh, 
you got to keep going in your rush, even if you think you're blocked. You just got to keep going and um, but not get too out of your rush either to where you're letting him find that escape route that he wants. No three-man pressures. And if you do a three-man pressure, don't. <laughs> like, um, you know, this, this is kind of what got our defense in a jam uh, last week against Aaron Rodgers. We just started playing three-man pressure, and you, you can't do that. You, you got to at least try now. Rodgers threw the ball on average 2.35 seconds or 2.38, it might have been. But anyway, under two and a half seconds, he was letting go of the ball on average. If they're going to do that, you got to back your corners up and let them make a play on the ball and quit turning their backs to the quarterback. That crap needs to stop. You've got to be able to play situational football and understand if I turn my corners' backs to the quarterback, 10 out of 10 plays, guess what? Rodgers and Wilson and all these guys, they're going to change it up, and they're going to eat them up, and you can't do that. So hopefully we learn some things and can go out there and change that up. Now players to exploit. Yeah, interior is not great. Damian Lewis, who Seattle was so high on, like he's just not good. He's a good run blocker. Struggled in pass pro. He's got a 46.9 pass uh, block grade. He's given up three quarterback hits. Their center position's awful. Ethan Posick, who is who they want there, um, you know, he's got nine snaps. He has a 6.6 .6 block grade, pass block grade. Kyle Fuller, uh, 97 snaps, 29.4 pass block grade, seven pressures, two quarterback hits, one sack allowed. So the interior of that offensive line, and by the way, they're missing the right tackle, Offensive line's exploitable. They do have a great left tackle. There's no doubt about that. But it's nothing where you're like, oh, man, we got to be really, really careful of this and that guy and all that stuff. No, no, no. That's not what it is. And we're nowhere near that. Now, let's head over. Time for some Vegas lines, baby. All right. Tom Brady returns to New England for one of the biggest games of the year. Add in Richard Sermon signing with the Bucks. It's huge. Okay, so now whether you're rooting for the Bucks or the Pats, it doesn't matter. Here's why it is exciting to bet with my bookie. Get in on this action, a whole new level. Use promo code 49ers. Here's the deal. Listen to this. 49ERS. They're going to double your initial deposit like always. But if you use that this week, they're going to give you an additional $20 and free play at the casino on top of the double deposit bonus that they give you anyway. This exclusive deal isn't going to last long, so don't miss out. Go to mybookie.ag and start your winning season today. Remember to use promo code 49ERS. And again, bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie. All right, now the Vegas lines on the 49ers were minus 2.5. Now the home team usually gets gifted three points, which means in a straight-up game, Seattle is a half a point favorite over us. The over-under set at 51.5, um, which again, man, the, Vegas thinks there's going to be points in this game. That's just what it is. Now, I'm not touching this game. Um, I'm not touching it. I don't like it. I don't like divisional games anyway. The, the 49ers have to answer a couple of questions before I feel confident putting money on them again. They need to start faster. Um, we also need to develop a running game. And again, if Elijah Mitchell's out and George Kittle's out, that scares me, so I'm not putting money on this game. I'm not doing it. Now, I'm going to bet some individual things I'm going to get into in a second. But my bet of the week, and again, if you want all of my bets, head over to patreon.com, type in 49ers Rush Podcast. You can join us there. I put a bets of the week up every single week. Uh, so if you're really big into that, head over there. That's the spot to get these. But my bet of the week is a three-team teaser. We are now getting into the time where we know about a lot of teams. And we know what a lot of teams aren't good. Um, so I'm betting good versus bad. And it's a three-team, six-and-a-half-point teaser, which means you get six-and-a-half points gifted on top of the spread. But all three of these teams have to win. I'm taking good teams versus bad teams. I'm taking Chiefs minus .5 versus the Eagles. So if the Chiefs win by one point, you get covered. I like the Eagles, but they were decimated on their offense and defensive line after they played us. Uh, they're down four starters on the offense and defensive line, which was their strength. Chiefs are going to roll back. I'm taking Saints minus .5 points against the Giants. I think the Giants are close to the worst team in football. Uh, they lost to the Falcons, which is hilarious. Uh, they also lost their two starting wide receivers, and the Saints D is incredible. So I'm taking the Saints minus .5 points. They just got to win by one point. And then I'm taking the Bucks minus, guess what, 
0.5 points. So Bucks win by one. That's the Tom Brady back to the Patriots. And here's my thing. Tom Brady's going to light that defense up. What's his name's out? Their former uh, corner that won Defensive Player of the Year. He's not playing. Um, Tom Brady's going to break Drew Brees' all-time passing record during this game. Mac Jones has been awful versus the pressure. And guess what the Bucks have been doing nonstop? Um, so if all those hit, you basically double your money. Bet 10 to win 13.5. You can increase that as you see fit. But I really like this teaser taking good teams versus really bad teams. That's what I got. And I will say this. You know, again, if you want all my bets, you can head over to Patreon. I am taking the over, over on Brandon Ayuk getting 47 yards receiving. I think it's time, baby. And his offensive coordinator does as well. He, he had been earning the right to be on the field more. Um, I don't think any of us um, were foreseeing the, the ratio of reps going as extreme as it did. Again, that, that's game circumstance. Um, part of the residuals of a choppy um, start or, or having, having not sustaining drives is you don't get into a routine that Wes is used to where you can sub people in and out. So you get these shorter drives. So it just kind of happened that way. Um, but I wouldn't expect it to happen in the future. We lo love what Trent offers us. He plays fast and physical and, and makes plays. Um, we knew that Brandon was going to play more. I don't think we knew it was going to be the ratio it was. Yeah, I mean, that was a 60 snaps for Ayuk, too, for Sherfield. I think that that does go back a little bit more. My guess would probably be like a 50-10 split. 50 snaps for Ayuk, 10 for Sherfield. Because, again, Sherfield does bring that electric speed and just vertical threat, which is huge. Now, somebody threw in the chat that I said Kittle's out. Kittle is not out. Um, I, I think I did have a sentence where I said if Kittle is out, then. But no, I don't. I, Kittle's playing. Kittle's going to play. He's questionable, but I'm telling you right now, I think Kittle's going to play unless something bad happens with his ankle. He's playing. Um, I'm refreshing as you know this podcast is going on. Any information coming across, you know, the Twitter sphere, I'm not seeing it. But I do expect Kittle to play. Those are two of the bets I want to highlight on here. If you want to go look at the other ones, head over to Patreon. One, it's just the best way to support the show. So, like, eh, that's take that. If you enjoy what we do here and, you know, all the content that we put out, come support us, please. Uh, we need it. We're moving towards – how do I say this? I don't know if I want to say this. I might get in trouble for saying this. Um, I love my jobs. I have three awesome jobs. I'm a high school football coach. I'm a teacher, and I do this podcast. And I teach a full slate of classes. Like, it's a full-time gig. Uh, things are starting to transition, and I, I think uh, this will be my last year where I'm doing three full-time jobs. So trying to transfer some of my time uh, and energy into this podcast more so. Patreon's one of the ways that you can help me support do that moving forward. Um, there's, there's a lot of passion projects that I want to spend some more Sorry, I just spent on myself uh, <laughs> more time on, um, which are hard to do working all these jobs currently. So, um, you know, really big in the foster community, and that's something that I want to do. So, uh, supporting this podcast is one of the ways uh, in the future I'm going to be able to open up more time to put more content out and to spend some more time in my community, which is important. Even though teaching's in the community, coaching's in the community, those are great things. But anyway, I went off on a tangent. Let's talk about predictions and keys to the game, baby. Here we go. I love this. And it, this game's set up weird. Russell Wilson has never lost three games in a row. Hasn't happened. Jimmy Garoppolo has never lost two games in a row. Never happened. Something's got to give. Now, if these teams stay true to who they have been so far early in the season, I think it's going to be a game of swings. Neither team has been consistent whatsoever on offense or defense. So you better hold on, baby. This When the 49ers and Seahawks play anyway, it's electrified. It's just roller coaster of emotions. You're up and down. So just hold on. First divisional game. Uh, both teams coming off a loss. And the, the, the record matters. You know, I said earlier, I do not believe that this is a make it or break it game for the 49ers. And historically speaking, if you look at the odds, the playoff odds, we're 2 and 1 now. Okay. So if the 49ers win and go 3 and 1, that gives them a 63% chance to make the playoffs historically. If they lose this game and go 2-2, two and two, it's a 53% chance. It's not a make-it-or-break-it game for the 49ers. That's a 10% swing in playoff predictions, and still we're favored to make the playoffs regardless. Being in the toughest 
division in football is going to cause some problems. Now let's look at Seattle, right? Let's flip it. Let's look through their lens. Again, Seattle wins. They go 2-2. Two and two. They break even. 53% chance to make the playoffs. Let's say they lose. They go 1-3. and three. That's a 15% chance. So while I do not believe that this is a make-it-break-it-game for the 49ers, I do believe it is for the Seattle Seahawks. Their offseason was a mess. <laughs> Talking about traded Russell Wilson. I don't think those things ever came to fruition. Even the Bears talk that was leaked out, I don't think it was correct. But things are not good. Um, and they've got to win this. So I think both the things continue with the swings and the trends. I think Seattle comes out fast. I know Luke said the 49ers come out fast. And if they do, if 49ers come out firing, they're going to win this game. There's no doubt about that. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think Seattle 100% is going to come out fast. And this is the first time that I'm not betting the 49ers to score first in about two years, which is bad. Like, I feel like, ah, oh, I should just go bet it anyway, but I'm not. Uh, you know, 49ers showed they start slow, um, and they've confirmed that trend. I'm just, I'm going to wait till they validate that, you know, Kyle Shanahan and his scripted plays are back, and Jimmy calms down at the beginning of games, and all those things. I'm not betting it this time. But the 49ers are going to fight back in the second and third quarter, in the second half. I believe that. And this has kind of become the mentality of this team. I'm going to kick it over to Debo here. And he asks, like, what is it about this team and the second half mentality? I just say I was just more aggressive. I was, uh, as an offense, we wasn't happy with uh, our performance the first half. And as you can see, uh, second half, we just picked it up and just got moving. And so, like, you know, he started off by saying, well, I, and then he transitions to the same sentence to we. And I think that's important. Um, and Luke, man, yes, I love it. He says, they come out fast, but so do we. And if we, early on, listen to this, like early on, if we keep pace through the first quarter, 49ers are going to win this game. Because there's the, the Seahawks don't have the depth to continue fighting late in games. They don't have it. They just really don't. And so you got to make Russell Wilson work. And yeah, DK is going to get his, but you can't let one person beat you like we saw with number 17 last week. You can't do that. Especially if you're up and whatever, you got to put a man on them at some point. Uh, three straight plays, you just let them run free. And, you know, I got into a huge Twitter beef on that, whatever. I, not not Twitter beef, just argument. Like, I don't care. You can call whatever play you want. You can blame the rookie. That make you feel good. But no point was anybody within 10 yards of number 17 on the first play of that drive, on the second play of that drive, on the third play of that drive. No point. Um, so you, you can call out rookie guys, and I get that. That's on the DC, baby. It happens once, all right. That's a player's fault. It happens twice, that's a coach's fault. It happens three times, coach is allowing it to happen. That's just the way it goes. But that's okay. I digress. Don't want to jump too much back there. Now, I think this is a big deal in the changing of guard. Um, we saw a little bit of it last year. And again, we call Warner linebacker one. You got the most all-pro votes. He was the all-pro, but there was another all-pro. Two linebackers get it. He's on the other side of the field, Bobby Wagner. And while these two players will never be on the field at the same time, this is a Warner versus Wagner ball game. It's a big deal to these players, trust me. Because, again, it's handing off the torch. And if you're Wagner, hell no, this is still mine. And Wagner has his best games of his career against the 49ers. Warner needs to step up and take that personally and outshine him. Now, how do you measure that and all those things? Whatever, I don't want to get into that. But that's a big deal to these two teams because they're the captains of their defense. And I want to see what that's going to look like. Warner needs to make a statement. A statement. I think both offenses are going to have some success. I see a lot of yards. I see both Jimmy Garoppolo and Russell Wilson throwing for over 275 apiece. It's going to be lit up, man. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Corners aren't good for either team. Let's just be real. They're not good. Emmanuel Mosley is by far, and it's not even close, the best corner in this league and in this game. Like it's it's Mosley, then a huge drop. Who you want to put number two or three doesn't really matter. Josh Norman would probably be the second best scorer <laughs> in this game for both teams. Um, and so you know, take that for what you want. Tommy, uh, appreciate the gift, man. He says Warner needs to play better than last game. I do agree. Warner made some good plays, but a lot of people put it on that drop where the ball went over his head just barely. That was just a freak play. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. Warner could step it up. There's no doubt about that. Now, 
Another thing that I think is important is red zone scoring. It's something that has not been talked about a lot. I think this is the number one stat of the game. This is number one stat of the day. The 49ers are currently scored 10 times in all 10 of the red zone possessions. Three of those were because of Trey Lance. Seven because of Jimmy G. Seahawks, they're five of six. They score before they get to the red zone. Uh, they, they, they light it up before they get in there. Whoever has the best red zone scoring, this is my stat of the day. Whoever has the best red zone succession rate, that's the team that's going to win this. It's coming down to the wire, guys. And again, we can say, oh, I don't feel good. And, you know, Russell Wilson always beats us. And we lose to Seattle. All this Listen, there's no doubt who has the better team. The better roster is the 49ers. It's not close. The better quarterback, Russell Wilson, not close. Which one of those are going to triumph? Who's going to have the ball last and all those types of things? So here's my prediction. 49ers fall back double digits early. I hope Luke's right. I really do. And Luke knows his stuff, man. He does a great job, uh, all the content he puts out there. But I think the 49ers fall behind early. Double digits in the first half. They come back, take the lead in the fourth quarter. But this is where it's different than last week. I expect the 49ers to win this game. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm saying the 49ers defense holds and the 49ers win late because of Fred Warner. He makes that statement. I got the 49ers winning 31 to 27. And I got Fred Warner making the key play of the game to end it, to shut it down. We'll see how this goes. Now, I appreciate you guys. Love y'all. Appreciate all the support. Hopefully, you guys had a good time. Um, and again, we'll be live right after the game. And if you haven't already, go get your tickets at 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Again, um, our next party that we're hosting is going to be that Chicago Halloween weekend. We got you covered. We're throwing a huge party Saturday the night before. Got t-shirts made, all that kind of stuff ready to go. And we're throwing the tailgate party the, the morning of the game. Unlimited brats and beer um, right there in front of Soldier Field. Going to be absolutely awesome. Head over there, buy your tickets. They're all limited spaces. Um, head over there, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for all the support. And until next time, stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.